0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at JoinSERRA.org. Making It Personal with
1: Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.
2: Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Liam Dale, seminarian with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Father John Acree retired priest for the Diocese of Des Moines, who is celebrating his 60th anniversary of ordination to the priesthood this year. But but before we get into today's interview, let us find out what's on the bishop's mind.
0: Well, I always have to shift gears in the summer. We don't have Kelly Mesher Collins with us, so she gets a little break from me for a few months, so that'll be a good thing. But uh, Liam, welcome. Your, your very pleasant voice and uh, your demeanor, you kind of set people at ease. and. uh Glad to have you as a seminarian. I don't know we call you, an intern with the communications or this yeah, summer. Yep. So, uh, but you're a man of many gifts and proficiencies, and uh, you've certainly made your mark already in your first two years of your program at Lawrence College. Uh, you're actually a native of the greater Des Moines area, and uh, but a little bit different path to, to arrive in the seminary.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up here in West Des Moines, uh, went to Valley High School. Graduated in 2020. That's that other high school in West Des Moines, right? It is the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: For those of us who went to public school, you know, we we can feel a certain kinship with you. So, okay. Yeah.
2: Um, But yeah, I've been up at Lures for two years now. So I'll be going into my junior year of college seminary, uh, and it feels great.
0: What some used to call the minor seminary, but there's nothing minor about it, right? There's a pretty demanding rule of life there, right, in addition to your studies.
2: It's true. Um, But honestly, the formation that we're undergoing is... It's it's really freeing in a way. It's much different, constricting, some would think, um, but it's just setting us up so well for um, living life okay. well. Okay.
0: So Well, you kind of radiate a certain peace, so hopefully that's a, a kind of a sign that you, you're where you're supposed to be and that the Holy Spirit is guiding you exactly. But uh, you're used to kind of a— uh, kind of a strenuous work ethic and everything else you used you 're in the uh, hospitality business with restaurant and involvement there. Can you tell us a little bit about that
2: um with the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean it's I, good you had to deal with people in different contexts.
0: So. It's true. It's it's amazing. You can just say Jesus loves you and everything's fine, then, right?
2: <laughs> it's true, uh, but it's amazing all the little things that um, go into preparing you. Uh, God For, just tell people yeah. what
0: restaurant it was. Though. Very very famous in this
2: area. Yeah, it, I, I used to work at the Chicken and out in Orilla. It was on a bike trail. <laughs> I bet Bishop has gone to it a couple of times. I've ridden least.
0: past it. I've yet to to stop and make a pilgrimage yet. So well, there you go. <laughs> okay.
2: You got to make that top priority.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. But they handed you a lot of responsibilities because they knew they had a good thing. So yeah. Very good. Well, we'll be uh, getting ready, but maybe uh, you can connect with our guests today and uh, compare notes on Loris College in a moment. But uh, kind of a, a marvelously exciting time. Uh, was was privilege to celebrate the Memorial Day Mass for the first time at Glendale Cemetery, thanks to David Miller and uh, the KCs and the veterans and all who made that a, a beautiful moment. And obviously the uh, the the tombs of the priests and the the former bishops, including the one who ordained of our our guest today, is there. But uh, and I I would imagine as they came out from under the shady spots of the trees to receive communion, there were at least three hundred people there. So uh, a very fitting commemoration. Of course, we remember those who've laid down their lives for our country as well. So and we're heading into the uh, Pentecost weekend again. We get to. Celebrate some confirmations uh, with the g- good people at uh, St. John and Paul in Altoona, St. Peter Vietnamese Parish, and also Christ the King, so that uh, continuing to draw down the Spirit on the on our young people and their hearts and and all that's there. And then, of course, the next uh, you know, the, the day after, thanks to, to Pope Francis, the, the feast of Mary, Mother of the Church, and so she's who's kind of the lightning rod. For the Holy Spirit, and we kind of lift her up as the nucleus of the church. We can never give enough attention to Mary and all that she's about. So, uh, beautiful things happening there. Uh, We're very conscious then of uh, the preparation for our ordinations in the month of June and uh, the great feast of Corpus Christi also. So, we're looking forward to all those things. But, uh, you know, it's the, the great mystery of how God, as our students have concluded their school year heading into the summer months. Some will be gainfully employed, others, uh, hopefully, it's some time of refreshment.
2: We're going to be taking a quick break. When we return, we'll welcome retired diocesan priest John Acrey. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson.
3: I was debating an atheist online who said, Chris, you believing in God is like a kid coming down on Christmas morning, seeing presents under his tree, and saying, Oh look, presents, there must be a Santa. I replied, Really? Because you not believing in God is like a kid coming down on Christmas morning, seeing presents under his tree, and saying, Oh look, presents, they must have exploded themselves here. (laughs) No child has ever been that crazy. Now a kid might get the identity of the gift giver wrong, but when he sees presents under the tree, he knows they didn't put themselves there. Likewise, everything made of matter has a source or an origin outside of itself, from your chair to your morning coffee to you. Have you ever stopped to consider that the universe is something made of matter? It had to come from something outside of itself that had the power to create a universe. The Big Bang did not Big Bang itself. There is a God. This is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com.
2: Dale Seminarian with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Father John Acree, a retired priest for the Diocese of Des Moines, who's celebrating his 60th anniversary of ordination to the priesthood this year. He here He's here to tell us all about his years of ministry.
0: So, Father Acree, Father John, it's such a blessing to have you with us, and this is being broadcast on the actual day of the 60th anniversary of your ordination, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, by June 3rd. June 3rd by Bishop Daly, is that right? And that was at St. Ambrose Cathedral.
1: Yes. Any
0: particular vivid memories of that day?
1: Um, I remember the first day I was called a father, and we were buying gas on the way home from the cathedral, and this guy comes out and says, Hey, Father. And I, me. (laughs) So that was not exactly spiritual, but it's memorable.
0: No, definitely. So uh, you just barely had enough gas to get to the cathedral, and then you had to fill up <laughs> afterwards. That's so, right. Yeah. How many were in your ordination class? Nine. Nine.
1: The largest ever.
0: Okay. So far. Yeah, and Father Frank Palmer was a member of the class. Yes, he was. Okay, well, whom we also give a shout out today and yes, congratulations for- to him. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, a native of uh, Missouri Valley, and uh, as I uh, we look to. Uh, uh, your actual celebration of the event, which I believe is going to be on Saturday, the 11th of right. June at the Basilica of St. John. Right. So that's where you'll be celebrating and people will be feasting. And,
1: and thanks, thanks to the kindness of St. John's.
0: Yeah. Well, and they, you've been good to them and they've been very good to you. So uh, I understand you might actually have the servers from your Mass of Thanksgiving who will yes, be participating actually, there.
1: <laughs> we have all four of the guys who were at Serve Mass my first mass back for the 60th
0: truly remarkable yeah. so wow that they we all still them.
1: good Catholics, and they want to be here again
0: okay so all right we're going to
1: put them i don't know where we're going to put them yet, but Okay. up in front.
0: Well, that hearty stock from Missouri Valley. Yes, right. Know, the, the, the good people there. That's so right.
1: just, uh, just Us little... farmers, you know, we're tough.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you lived outside of town on a farm, and yep. you came into town for Mass and everything else. So yep. did it? Did you ever make to daily Mass, or can you just talk about the influences of faith from your family? And you you, you know, obviously uh, you had siblings and everything.
1: Well, I think uh, just my parents... Uh, did a good job. We never skipped mass, for example. As kids, uh, during Lent, we always went to Sunday services besides mass, and we always went to good Friday Friday services during Lent, and uh, mom would not go to bed until she asked us if we had said our prayers yet, and so, uh, yes, and I had a grandma from Ireland, and she was very, very religious.
0: Okay, so kind of that just that climate you grew up in, then, yeah. if you will, so it, it, was, it, there. Was, it was unusual, but uh, did that kind of stir the thoughts of the priesthood early on, or is that something that developed a little bit later?
1: Uh, that developed later. It's interesting how that worked out. Uh, I thought about it in grade school and went to country school. By the way, I joke around. I don't watch the History Channel. I was there <laughs> <laughs> so, I was there for uh, during grade school the Catholic school now. Not the country school, mm-hmm. and um, I've been thinking about the priesthood, and then uh, little, along comes puberty, and I, I thought that uh, well maybe not, and uh, so the, the horizons broadened a little bit. Yes, yes. the horizons broadened. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, what happened? Was she was, an
0: Irish girl or was she a <laughs> I can't talk about that. Okay.
1: <laughs> the, uh, well, anyway, uh, then when I was a junior in high school. Uh, somebody gave me this, it's a true story, it doesn't sound like it, but it, a friend of mine gave me a book, and uh, I took it home, and I opened it up, and just read, just opened it up, read, and it said, God the Father of the universe loves you, and I just, i getting hit by lightning, I never had anything like that happen before, and uh, then I... So it
0: was kind of a religious experience
1: for you. It was, oh, wow. absolutely. I felt joyful and happy and all kinds of things. And uh, I was going to make a general confession, and I went to the priest. And he, he said, oh, no, he said, it's too hot today. <laughs> said, Come back when it's cooler. So, uh, But after that, I began to think about the priesthood and uh, actually uh, tried to find uh, signs from God, you know, and show me So. Is that a
0: good thing, or is that would that would you counsel somebody as a spiritual director not to get too uh, intent on that?
1: Not too, too intent, because when I tried it, I said if I get a scholarship to Loris, it's priesthood. If I get a scholarship to you and I, it's teaching. And so I got a letter, two letters on the same day, and they were both for exactly the same amount. So, <laughs> so don't go on. It was back me. on you then. Huh? <laughs> God didn't
0: force your hand.
1: Don't look for signs.
0: Okay, so so both ones were the doors were open for both possibilities. Yeah,
1: so I went to mm-hmm. and uh, did regret that. And uh, I didn't go as a seminarian; I went as a lay student. Okay, the first year. Okay, and then uh, got to know the system and took Latin and got to know the seminarians and came over next year.
2: Okay,
0: they were decent guys, and yeah. so they moved into North Hall then. right? Yes. Okay. North yeah.
1: Hall.
0: No. Uh, Rollman, I believe, there, yeah, so. But, yeah, with uh, the,
1: yeah, North Hall of Father Gooder. Mm.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, a little bit bigger scale than Liam knows right now with the Biani house at Flores College, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Shoved and into an old convent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many men do you live with, Liam?
2: Uh, it's about 15 to 17 usually.
0: Yeah. And Des Moines so, kind of taking over. Des Moines
2: right? is taking over. Yeah. We have more guys coming in this next year than any of the other dioceses up mm-hmm, there.
0: Mm-hmm. Versus Father Akri, there were how many for you? So mm-hmm. How many for you at uh, North Hall?
1: Oh, I earned some, I think.
0: Okay. Right. Packed. Yeah, a different era as well. So, so God kept uh, affirming that this is what you were supposed to be, and obviously the the diocese and the bishop were as well, and uh, you? called you to orders. Then, right? yes, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they did they kind of see uh, a certain charism or niche that uh, you know your assignments reflected? Uh, you know, they were mindful of who you were and your, well, and your personal.
1: The first time I thought about quitting the priesthood was when I got my first assignment. <coughs> No, to, to go to Creighton and study English, and I hated English, and then go to Dowling and teach, and I didn't want to go to Dowling, uh, and then twenty-two years later, I'm still around, <laughs> still, so, anyway. still
0: very present at Dowling. So, but uh, so you were not consulted on any of these things. Huh? The, no, they didn't. Consult the bishop day. was channeling the Holy Spirit for you. Yes, oh, he okay. channelled,
1: and yeah. in fact. It wasn't even a let, personal letter. It was just a form, and he just write in. <laughs> he, will, he will appear at, you know, and on such a day.
0: And, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Assigned to my. Welcome, own, welcome to the military. Here. Yeah. yeah okay. Assigned to my
1: parish. My own parish. The first summer.
0: Your own parish. Yes. How often does that happen? I know.
1: Not very. People remember. They would say, "Oh, I remember."
0: Yeah, probably mm-hmm. stretched some of their faith there, right? Probably, <laughs> probably did. <laughs>
2: wow, well, uh,
0: but uh, so, but so, you had a conversion of heart a little bit once you were teaching and involved with the young people, uh, in terms of be- embracing the assignment and things.
1: Yes, yeah, I, uh, I taught a lot of English and then they switched uh always religion. know and I had the top ranked. They used to. Segment them, and I so I pulled my debaters out of my religion class. Oh, said,
0: okay. Oh, recruiting. I, yeah, <laughs> it is true. Those Catholic schools recruit, but you yeah, were recruiting yeah, the debate team. We, then, okay. I told you
1: <laughs> you're going to do it. You can ask Mike Downey about that. <laughs> Mike, you're going to be a debater. Oh, what?
0: yeah, and and I understand you had no real background in forensics. No, I was uh, called
1: yeah. into the president's office, and he said, "You're going to be the new debate coach." And I said, "Well, I've never seen one." And he said, I don't mean so I said I've never been in one. I, said, I don't mean errors. You're going to be the coach.
0: No, oh. so because either that or being wrestling coach, probably yeah. huh? or something yeah. like that. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God to be.
0: Yeah. So I just have to tuck in, take one step back. So Lawrence College, and then in that time in the province of Iowa, they had one central seminary, you know, just you know, in Asbury there, Mount Saint Bernard Seminary. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you, you guys from all over the state of Iowa.
1: Yes, uh, they had everybody from Iowa was in the, was in the seminary, went to Mount St. Bernard's, basically, in some Rome, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of nice, because we knew everybody who was a priest in Iowa over a long stretch of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you knew you know them all. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty good. And also... You,
0: you could always get a hot meal in Sioux City, then. Yes. Huh? Yeah, okay, right. all right. right.
1: <laughs> and a steak, and... Uh, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Did you ever know a guy named Symington or not? Symington.
1: <laughs> yes, he was a classmate of mine.
0: Any any insights dirt there on my uncle or not? Don't Month. mess
1: with Symington.
0: <laughs> he seems like such a gentle guy. I well, don't know.
1: That's, uh, <laughs> if you stay around a while, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, he's a good man. He's uh, he's around good. Did a wonderful job at ministry. Uh, yeah, big heart.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's how we all kind of regard him—you know, yeah. big-hearted man. And uh, maybe with that, some similarities between the two of you. And that you also had some background in counseling—is that right? Mm-hmm. And uh, was that something you did get to initiate, or was that just another form letter you got from somebody?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I initiated that. You did, okay. Yeah, I didn't initiate it at school, but I became one of the counselors. Yeah.
0: Okay, but then also went off to Creighton, is that right? For yeah, well,
1: that's where I got the counseling degree.
0: Okay, yeah. so some professional formation there, yeah. too, in addition.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Not totally depending on the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> uh, nature <laughs> and grace. And, that's, you know.
1: that's later on when the spiritual direction.
0: Okay, all right. But we shouldn't leave aside that. I mean, for someone who had no background in debate, you were quite successful from a worldly perspective, right?
1: Yeah, four we state champions. Uh, not too shabby. In a row.
0: Wow, remarkable. Yeah. That was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we just can't say, you know, believe on Jesus. You have to be able to form an argument, right, and carry it <laughs> through, right? And uh, Father Tom Ashman, the, the the president of the the Nine Word Fathers, was yes. one of your pupils, or you know, tuties yeah. in that way. Mike Father,
1: Donnie is going to be the president of Sarah International next year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh huh. Yeah.
0: You took these diamonds in the rough and honed them, and so they could.
1: <laughs> they showed me. They said. Don't get the idea, you're the debate coach. You're just the driver. Okay.
0: No shortage of ego there, right? No.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Very good. Um you know, just maybe as you you know, your involvement with Dowling is spanning generations uh and your role there, and then ultimately off in various parish ministries and things, but always kind of this maybe involvement, this charism of spiritual direction and, and long before Pope Francis made it popular, accompanying uh, people, particularly young people, young adults, in that way. Can you describe any of the things you're seeing in terms of the changes, either within the culture or the, the families, and how that you know poses per- challenges or is a, a great source of blessing for our young people today? Well,
1: the culture and media and all that poses a huge challenge, and uh, just the atmosphere—it's um, hard on it's hard on kids. I mean, it's, it makes them depressed. Um, When they watch so much media, they 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 don't they're not having enough fun. They don't have the clothes. They don't have the money. They don't have this, and down they go with depression. And uh, but uh, in the cemetery, I think one of the things that seems to me anyway happening is that the stress has moved a lot more to personal relationship with Christ, and uh, liturgy and celebrating liturgies like they are supposed to be liturgies. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and. now that they are adding these, a fifth year to a major seminary in some places, mm-hmm. and that's basically a spirituality year where you just spend a year spiritualizing your life or trying to. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's something that, you know, with the new uh, program for Priestly Formation, the sixth edition, which was uh, finally mm-hmm. approved by the Vatican, you know, in enriching, actually, the the whole formative experience, which for a young man coming in, it's like, oh my goodness, they've added another year to all this. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, Liam got in under the wire, so he mm-hmm. doesn't have to yeah. be concerned with that. But <laughs> well, actually, they would say that this special spiritual year can be incorporated for one who's doing undergraduate seminary and so okay. that they could uh, include that but it's somebody who may be coming in as an engineer or you know been in the business world or something and has a background yeah, you know further you know which I, I hope they still offer some discretion by bishops to discern no this is a man who's really advanced in his discipleship yes. he's he's kind of imbibed the content of the catechism so he knows his faith too and he knows how to pray you sure. know but we can all uh, you know continue to grow in our prayer life, right and you know the probing of the mystery and as we do that but uh yeah so so am I hearing you say that you know all right, the media and, and all that the, that might you know fill our senses but it 's and you know and kind of create a consumerist mentality I think but...
1: there's a big uh, counter movement I think there's a big counter movement with that with the idea that we have uh, now a thing called uh, Kairos. Uh-huh. And these are intense spiritual retreats for high school kids, mm-hmm. and they—they're powerful, and they do a lot against the kind of like Elon of the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, then at Dowling, they have uh, a thing called Ut-Feed-Em. Mm-hmm. and uh, there's uh, small groups led by mentors, and there must be 150 or 200 people belong mm-hmm. to those, and they meet mm-hmm. once a week, mm-hmm. and uh, so they. Uh, that's powerful mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh,
0: I mean, it has to be that personal encounter with Jesus, you know, yeah, and to believe that's right. like you say, God, the Father of the universe, loves me, he he, he gave his son to me, to yes. me, you know, in that relationship that we can have,
1: you know yeah, I minute, mean, I'll tell you the rest of that
2: story,
0: well, I think we're going to just uh, pause for a moment, Father, and then uh, we can be back, but I'll kick it over to Liam,
2: yeah, so. Like Bishop said, we're going to take a quick break, Uh, and you're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio on the Catholic Radio Network.
0: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Hello, Steve Ray here. Join me along with Iowa Catholic Radio's Matt Wilcom and Father P.J. McManus for our Footprints of God Holy Land Pilgrimage, November 11th through the 20th, 2023. We'll see the Church of the Visitation, touch the top of Calvary, and visit the famous Western Wall. Plus, I'll be right there with you the whole time to bring the Bible to life at every site. Don't miss the Iowa Catholic Radio's 15th anniversary Holy Land Pilgrimage. Early bird pricing is available. Details at iowacatholicradio.com.
2: You're
0: just need to make it personal. So I, we, we paused, we kind of had a teaser there, Father, where you were going to tell the rest of the story, if, with all props to Paul Harvey here, but uh, yeah, please.
1: <laughs> well, it's just interesting that when I was 17, I got this message from God, But when I read that book, that God loved me, and 40 years later, I'm going to confession to Monsignor S.F., and he says, stop, stop, you're not confessing your real sins, and I said, what? And he looks at me and said, "Oh no, confess your real sins." He said, "The real your real sin is you don't think God loves you."
0: Oh.
1: So it was a, kind of a repeat of something that I heard forty years earlier. Mm. Was interesting.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, that we, you know, God keeps calling us deeper, and yeah. uh, maybe some of those, you know, interior doubts or wounds that we bear, however those were, you know, instilled in us. Yep. God's grace still continues to work on those yep. know, in a beautiful way. So, on your own humility and docility, too. Would you say that was one of the core messages that were at the heart of your spiritual direction? You were quite a noted spiritual director and ultimately uh, working at the John Vianney Seminary in the Twin Cities.
1: Well, yes, I think so. Uh, one of the things that uh, the devil likes to do most of all is tell people lies, especially about what they, what they have to give to God and uh, the devil can very, get very aggressive and angry at people. And so uh, I always say, well, just uh, take a microphone and put it in the devil's face and say, uh, now, you said this. Would Jesus say that? Would <laughs> <laughs> he call you a piece of crap? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, then shut up for yourself, you know.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know if I'd always counsel people to confront the evil one directly, but uh yeah, but the it's marvelous reflective exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, reflective. Yeah. And you can take the boy off the, the farm, but you know, the farm farmyard uh, language there. Yeah. Um no, I mean it, it's a good thing and and so you were not ever officially the exorcist of the diocese but you know your discernment with people as you accompanied them was trying to see really where the, the breath of the evil one was upon them at yeah. times yeah
1: and it is is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. and whether it's the young people at dowling who you know obviously are so precious in god's sight and he wants to destroy their hope and, and things too so yeah. you were uh you, were, you had mentioned to me at another moment uh you were a little bit, you know, on the front edge of, you know, kind of this phenomenon that I think so many of our people in our culture, both young and and not so young, deal with in terms of pornography and the purveyors of that, who really uh, have contempt for for people and you know want to crush their souls and and take their wallets and the, you know their, their bank accounts away from them. What was what was one of your initiatives there when you were at the seminary in Well, in I was at Paul. the
1: seminary for a couple of years and guys have problems and so. Uh, I thought, you know, they're going to confession, they're going to Mass, receiving communion, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I got the idea of a small group, and I, I worked on that, read about that, and then uh, we announced we were going to have it, and uh, the year I left, there were 10 small groups, and I was a mentor of all of them, was mm-hmm. a lot of work, but uh, mm-hmm. it was really good. Finally, we the guys all got to know each other, and we would have dinners, Mm-hmm. Uh, together and talk about uh victories and defeats and mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that, so
0: yeah, so very then, much in touch with the human condition and, then, and, uh, and trust uh, and vulnerability and and uh accountability too at the same uh, time
1: yeah, you know, director directors like that, so I got to travel to Denver and to Detroit and various places to talk about uh that program
0: okay so kind of a national profile in that way so so many uh, things that we could continue to explore obviously yeah. you were a pastor and involved in other things you've had a rich and varied ministry and uh by my uh, reckoning are showing no signs of slowing down you know <laughs> we yeah, you know, you know, we we're kind of laughing at the Laura's, uh, or excuse me at the dowling catholic baccalaureate mass you forgot the walker that you brought with you, and just kind of walked out of the
2: sacristy
0: as you went home. So, and uh, you know, those things for support. So, Liam, I guess we got to call it a day here. So, yeah.
2: uh, this has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to all of our guests and all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and wherever you may be listening on Iowa Catholic Radio. And the Spirit Catholic Radio Network.
1: You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and
0: IowaCatholicRadio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at join SERRA.org.